Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to another edition of Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds, getting you ready for this week's event, the, the Byron Nelson, of course, in the Dallas area in the Lone Star State of Texas. The final tune-up before the season's second major championship, the PGA Championship. But we look back at what happened last week first, and that was Rory McIlroy getting back into the winner's circle for the first time in a year and a half. He does so at Quail Hollow, his third win at the Wells Fargo Championship. He was two shots off the lead heading into Sunday, and he was paired with the 54-hole leader, Keith Mitchell. McElroy managed to fire a three-under par 68, and he won the tournament west with a score of 10-under par. You know, Brady, I was using this actually as an evaluation point for McElroy. I just wanted to see him make some progress and hit the ball a little bit better. And what does he do? He goes on ahead and wins the thing at 17 to one and he has now won three times here at the Wells Fargo first victory since November 219 at the WGC HSBC champions over in Shanghai China and if you look at how Rory did it really didn't hit very many fairways uh, didn't hardly hit any at all but it didn't really matter because he led the field in scrambling he was top three in the field for strokes gain putting driving distance and greens and regulation we always know that Rory is probably going to gain more off the tee usually than he does on approach I think his off the tee game is a little bit better than his iron game but it's not that his iron game is weak but the fact that he was able to scramble like that and the fact that he was able to make some putts I think gives him some confidence 
offense. That's always kind of the thing with Rory. He can get really hot with the putter, or he can get really, really shaky. He's not all that consistent with the stick, so there's a lot of variance there. But Rory got it done, uh, made a little bit of a mess there at 18, but had a two-shot <laughs> yeah. lead, so held on by Got a one. little nervy. Yeah, and, and look, he was uh, 15th in the world is where he was going into the Wells Fargo. That was the lowest ranking he had had since 2009 before he won his first ever PGA Tour event at the Wells Fargo in 2010. So it's kind of one of those things with when you have an elite player, which obviously McElroy still is. When you have an elite player, if you're talking McElroy, if you're talking Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, it seems like even when you're out of form, you're never that far away from getting back into the winner's circle, and he certainly is now. He is now number seven in the official world golf ranking. He has assumed the role of favorite for the PGA Championship 10-1. to 1. We know he won there last time the PGA was at Kiwa Island back in 2012. Eight-shot victory, shot 13 under par. Second place was only five under par. So we know that he can destroy these golf courses, and he can win big in the majors, and he certainly did that. And then uh, looking down the board, Abraham Answer. Nice round on Sunday. Nice close again. Kind of similar to what he did at the RBC Heritage where he fell one short of Webb Simpson. So Abraham Answer, top 20 player in the world. He has actually never won on the PGA Tour. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of names further down that leaderboard that I think you need to take a hard look at going forward. You mentioned Abraham Answer, Gary Woodland. Maybe he's returning to form. Keegan Bradley with another good week. And then Bubba Watson. He finishes 18th. That's two top 10s and two top 20 finishes in Bubba's last five And he shot five over in the last two holes on Sunday, so deserved a much better finish, so keep that in mind. And also, Mr. Consistency, I've already got him for the PGA next week. Victor Hovland, back-to-back top three finishes, so the form is going to be very good, and I think he's going to be very popular next week for the PGA Championship. He tied for third with Keith Mitchell. That was actually Keith Mitchell's best finish on the PGA Tour since he won the Honda Classic in 2019, 200-1. Thank you very much, Mr. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, you and I both came close with Victor Hovland, who, a, uh, like you said, has a top five finish for the second week in a row. I did have him for a top 10, so that was nice to cash that. I was also able to get Emiliano Grillo and Brian Harmon home with top 20 finishes and also won my uh, head-to-head matchup. Matt Humans won his head-to-head matchup, Justin Thomas over John Rahm. How did you do other than the outrights? Wes? I was two and one on that matchup. The, the one that I lost was Lanto Griffin over Charles Schwartzel. More to come with Mr. Schwartzel later in the program, by the way. There's a tease for you. Oh, Mr. Schwartzel, uh, former winner at the Valspar, and of course the Masters, maybe on Wes's card for the Byron Nelson coming up outside of Dallas in McKinney, Texas. Colt Nost will be our guest on the program, and we will get to Colt in just a minute as we look to preview the Byron Nelson, the final tune-up before the PGA Championship. And we remind you that this is Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And now it is time to bring in our guest, Mr. Colt Nost. It is hey guys, the, how we doing? I'm good, my friend. It is the member guest segment here on Long Shots. And Colt, uh, thank you very much for coming on the program. Of course, Wes and I have both been a guest on your show. You can find Colt with Drew Stoltz on PGA Tour Radio and also their Golf Subpar podcast. And 
Colt, of course, a former PGA Tour player. And I, I was looking, you know, doing some research for this tournament, the Byron Nelson at a new course, of course, TPC Craig Ranch. And I found that back in 2008, when it was the Nationwide Tour, you finished third at this golf course, Colt, didn't you? I did. And I think that surprises a lot of people because I think with what everybody has heard about Craig Ranch is how it's long, it's a bomber's golf course. But for some reason, I think they always play really well there. I finished third there the one year I had to go to Q school. I went to second stage there and I finished second. So I kind of like the place. Yeah, you know, of course, you went to SMU. You grew up in Texas, so I'm sure you're very familiar with this golf course. We mentioned the third-place finish not that long ago. What type of player is it, and you alluded to it, you thought maybe a bomber's place. Is that what it truly is? What do you think the skill sets are that are going to be most important this week at TPC Craig Ranch? Well, I'll say this. It is very, very generous off the tee, and we've had a lot of rain um, Monday and today, and I think tomorrow it's it's not going to, but it's going to be soft. It's going to play pretty long, but I mean, what's really long for these guys in today's, in today's world, you know I mean? It seems like everybody absolutely smashes it, but I'll tell you, I, I was talking to Bryson DeChambeau last week. I asked him if he was playing this week. He said, I am. He goes, it sets up perfect for me. It's a bomber's golf course. But yeah, I, I definitely look at the longer guys to have an advantage, especially with the rain, making it play soft. Colt, uh, judging by the returns that you've got from talking to players, you mentioned you just talked to Bryson last week. Do the players seem to be happy to be on this course? I know Trinity Forest got a lot of mixed reviews, kind of that linksing feel, I guess, is what they were going for. But a lot of players didn't seem to like that course. It seems like, just from what I've read, they're happy about the move. I think so. I just don't think Trinity Forest worked out very well. Um, you know, it's just, it never really played the way it's supposed to. And that's hard to do in May. It's a Lynx golf course. The wind's supposed to blow. You're supposed to be able to keep the ball on the ground. And that just never really worked here. And it's just, it's not located in the best place for a PGA tour event. In my opinion. I mean, I always use the example of, I mean, I was out here and Jordan Spieth was finishing it up. There might've been a hundred people around the green, which normally when we see Jordan Spieth groups, no matter where he is, it's packed. And especially in his hometown, you would expect it to be packed. And that just wasn't the case out here. It just, it just wasn't a good fit for the galleries compared to four seasons. I think Craig ranch is going to be awesome. It's obviously uh, 30 minutes North of downtown Dallas. I think you'll, it won't be quite the party that we used to saw see at the Byron Nelson, but as far as a golf gallery, I think it's going to be great. And I think people are very, very excited for the new venue. Colt, when we try and handicap this field and who might have success here this week, are there any other courses on tour where you could maybe use as a comparison where we could draw a correlation? Of course, it's a Weiskopf design, is TPC Craig Ranch, and he's done a few tweaks on tour to a couple of courses, but really hasn't uh, you know, featured a major design of any particular course on the rotation. Anything uh, that we might be able to use as a similarity to TPC Craig Ranch? Yeah, I think you could kind of put it in the same class as, like, say, a more wide-open uh, TPC Scottsdale. You know, that gives you a little more room off the tee. The par fives are very, very gettable. It's got some strong par fours. Uh, but for the most part, I just think I, I expect extremely low scores. I mean, the wind I saw, you know, maybe as high as 15 miles an hour, nothing crazy. But I think these guys can really rip it apart. I would look for who, like, perhaps who averages the most birdies per round on the PGA Tour. That's the that's a key stat here because I think there's going to be a lot of birdies made. I mean, if they, I'm not sure if they're playing as part 72 or part 71, they've gone back and forth with that because the 12th hole, they sometimes play as a long par four or a short par five. If they play to the par five, I mean, all these par fives are very, very reachable for these guys. And I expect them to just torch this place.
Colt, we mentioned earlier your success in terms of the Q School here on this course and you being a local uh, a local uh, there in Dallas. Uh, but we got a local, lot of local flavor here really with the Texas guys and especially the top pairing in the field. Jordan Spieff, Scotty Scheffler, Will Zalatoris, all Dallas residents going to be in that featured pairing. Then, of course, you have Ryan Palmer, Doug Gim, guys that played college golf like you did down in Texas. But do you think that that's an advantage or a disadvantage because oftentimes we see and especially like on the European tour when somebody is playing his home event when you got somebody from uh, Denmark playing the maiden Denmark tournament there's a lot of pressure to win in your home country just like there's a lot of pressure to win in your hometown or your home state or do you think that these guys just have so much experience on this course that they're going to have an advantage well I agree that it's always tough playing in front of you know your your home city or state whatever it is I mean because you have that support and you never want to let your friends and family down. Um, if you look at Jordan Spieth, I believe his best finish in the Byron Nelson is 16th. And that's when he was 16 years old. So he just hasn't had that great of luck here. He actually missed second stage of Q school at PBC Craig ranch, right when he turned pro. Um, so yeah, but I would say knowing the golf course definitely is an advantage. I mean, if you look at a guy like Sung Kang who plays and practices out there every single day when he's home, he knows the place very, very well. I would say most of the Dallas guys, they're not up that direction. But still, playing it, I think, just having that comfort level of knowing where you can hit it, knowing where you can miss, is always a big advantage. Colt Bryson DeChambeau was in the field for the first time last week since the Masters, and it looked like uh, he was going to miss the cut. He thought he missed the cut, and he had to fly back, and he actually played very well and notched a top-10 finish. And, of course, he is also an SMU Mustang and lives in the Dallas area, as you do. You mentioned that you'd spoken to him, and he feels this course very much suits his game. This course is new to us. It's never appeared on the PGA Tour before. But in your mind, do you think that is accurate, that this course absolutely sets up well for Bryson? Oh, totally. I mean, he's going to be able to let it loose on a lot of holes where if he does hit it 50, 60 yards offline, it's not going to be a problem. Now, there's a few holes that it can come up and bite him. But for the most part, he can just step up and absolutely send it. And I think these greens, they're very, very good. I mean, they roll beautifully. I don't think they're very hard to read. Kind of what you see is what you get. I think it's a it's a perfect golf course for Bryson DeChambeau. And Bryson DeChambeau, by the way, one of the metrics I looked at this week, of course, was strokes gained off the tee because the fairways are so wide and generous. And who, of course, is always number one in that category, that being Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio, Johnny Vegas, Keith Mitchell, John Rahm, the top five really in this field when you look over the last 24 rounds for strokes gained off the tee. But Colt, I know Bryson, obviously, he makes a lot of sense here, but he's such a short price. Who are you on to win it, though, this week? Maybe some of your shorter guys and maybe if you got a couple longer players that you like here this week yeah as far as uh, the shorter guys you know i'm looking at john rome i know he's one of the tournament favorites but i think that missed cut's really going to fire him up i think this is a great golf course for him which which most golf courses are very very good for john rock but i think you know being a little wider he struggled with the driver a little bit last week um around the greens he's fantastic and chipping off this zoysia grass makes it even easier which i think he's going to really thrive with um so i love him to most likely bring home the trophy. As far as maybe a guy you get a little better price at, I love Mark Leishman this week. You know, you can get him anywhere around 25 to 30 to one. Um, a guy that just seems to play well um, on certain type of golf courses. And, you know, not the straightest driver of the golf ball on the planet, but he's a fantastic iron player, which I really, really like. Um, if you want to go way down the list, a guy who played well in the 2012 um, Corn Ferry Tour Championship there, James Hahn finished second. 
Um, James Hahn's kind of a guy that just, you know, no matter his form, he seems to just pop up every once in a while and contend for a championship. So he's one definitely way down the list that I like. Colt, what about some of the players that you think might struggle here this week? Are there any of the notables that you feel maybe this course just doesn't suit them? I mean, you talked about it being a birdie fest. It's hard to have a rough week if the course is going to be so gettable for these guys. But is anybody on your list that maybe you're going against this week? Well, I mean, if you look at Brooks Kepka, I just don't think we know what's going on with him right now, how he feels. You know, he's, he's taken five weeks off since the Masters, and, and I believe every time he's taken at least five weeks off, he's come back and finished no better than 24th. So never really had that great a form after a long break. I looked for him to struggle a little bit. Um, you know, I just think the shorter guys, like a lot of people are kind of high on Doug Gim, I feel like, this week, and I just don't really see that this week. I don't think he hits it very far, and I think with it being soft, he could struggle a little bit. Um, but mostly, I'm just I'm, I'm very interested to see what Brooks Kepka does this week. Colt, looking forward to next week, of course, Kiwa Island back in South Carolina for the PGA Championship, first time since 2012. And the more things change, the more they say the same. The guy that won it last time there is now the favorite after what he did last week at the Wells Fargo, that being Rory McIlroy. Now seeing him basically as the 10-1 to 1 kind of consensus favorite in the marketplace. And if you look back last time, a lot of Europeans did very well at that course, uh, a very long course it's going to play, maybe in the 7,700 yards range this time out. Europeans were seven of the top ten, led by Mr. McElroy last time. Any bets you have in pocket or any plays you're planning to make so far in the PGA? I tell you what, you know, I know they did very, very well there last year or last time in 2012, and Rory won by eight shots, obviously, but I think it's going to be a much different golf course. The forecast looks very, very good. It's going to be in May. I expect the wind to blow quite a bit more. It's going to be drier. You know, I was out there a few weeks. I was out there the Monday after the Masters taking a look at it. I mean, it is a big boy golf course. I mean, if they stretch it all the way out, it's the longest in major championship history. It's 78-56, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, first off, Rory McIlroy deserves to be the favorite with his course history there and obviously what he did last week. I think if the wind blows, it's going to be extremely tough to hit those small greens out there. I love a guy like Jordan Spieth. With his short game, um, I think Patrick Reed could be a big, big factor around there. Um, it's going to be, I think, a very wide open. But you're definitely going to have to be one of the longer hitters. I mean, if it, I know they're not going to stretch it out every single day. But if you're looking at 75, 76 with you know 7,700 yards every single day, you can't be a below average hitter and compete around there. Colt, have you ever played the Ocean Course at Kiowa? So, <laughs> a funny story. I went out there and I did a deal with Colin Morikawa the Monday after the masters and I did a two hole walk and talk with him. I played holes 11 and 12, which is a long par five and a long par four. And that was the end of my time with him. And they said, you're more than welcome to play the rest of the golf course. I said, no, thank you. This place looks extremely too, way too hard for me. I'm out of here. So (laughs) I drove around the back nine, uh, looked at it. I mean, it is, I mean, it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful place. If the wind blows, I mean, all hell can break loose. It just looks extremely hard. 17 is 220 yards. And I'm not sure where the hell you're supposed to hit it. We spoke with a uh, golf professional in the North Carolina, Charlotte area last week, and uh, he was kind of the same story. He he had played one of the other courses there, and they said, hey, guys, you can go out and play the ocean course if you want for 25 bucks. And he said, no, thanks. Do you have any idea? Now, you allude to the fact that you don't think the shorter hitters can really survive here if they stretch this thing out all four days. What type of player is it going to take? You you pointed towards Spieth and Reed. Do you think it's really going to, you know, come down to a short, uh, short game wizard that uh, could take the title there next week? I think it all depends on the wind. If the wind blows, I think it's going to be extremely difficult 
to hit greens around there. And you're going to have to leave it in the correct places and get the ball up and down. And those are two of the, of the best in the world, in my opinion. Now, a guy that I, I just love and I think sets up great for PGA championships just because, you know, when it plays hard, he's great. When it plays, it's a birdie fest. He plays great. I, I mean, Justin Thomas, it just seems like a guy that could hoist the Wanamaker once again. Um, his his iron game is just absolutely elite. But then you look at a guy like Xander Shoffley, who, I mean, it's not if or when he wins a major championship, in my opinion. I mean, he's just got all the tools, and I think he's poised to, to break out here soon. All right, my friend. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Long Shots. I know you're busy down there at the Byron Nelson for the week. Uh, enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. You got it. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, that is Colt Nost, former PGA Tour player. You can also find him on PGA Tour Radio on Sirius XM and the Subpar Podcast with our friend Drew Stoltz. So we've uh, we've done the double dip. We had Drew Stoltz to uh, preview the Phoenix Open for us, and then we get the other half of the podcast there with Colt Nost in his native Texas area to preview the Byron Nelson. And I thought it was interesting what he said about the PGA, that maybe Jordan Spieth can make up for that length deficiency uh, deficiency really in terms of just the fact that he is such a good ball striker I looked at him this week and I did not bet him this week for the Byron Nelson but number one in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds by a country mile by about nine shots over the next guy which was Tom Hoagie in second place and he mentioned about Gim this week Gim's approach game is really strong that's why a lot of people including myself kind of like him this week but to his point, he does not hit it very long off the tee. So when you get on these big courses, you do worry that some of these guys are going to get legislated out of the game. But look, uh, Jordan Spieth's won on longer courses before, despite the fact that he doesn't really get it out there with the big guys. His He can make up for it with the scrambling. He's such an elite scrambler and a putter. That's why I'm not so dismissive necessarily of Jordan Spieth next week, even though I'm probably not going to be on him. Yeah, now uh, it's interesting. Doug Gim this week, uh, you know, Colt, uh, Colt Nost mentioned it right there at the open of the program there, how he finished third at TPC Craig Ranch, mm-hmm. you know, on the nationwide tour championship thing there and, and thought that might have been surprising to people because he was not a bomber. He, right. he, he was a shorter hitter, a more precision iron player type of deal. And, and I think Gim absolutely fits that mold as well. I, I like Doug Gim this week, too. Went to uh, UT in Austin mm-hmm. there, very familiar with this golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly not next week. I think next week is a different animal. Uh, but what the point you bring up about Jordan Spieth and, you know, he talked about Spieth and Patrick Reed. You know, I, I would say Patrick Reed is probably almost in play every week more so than Spieth is. Well, I, yeah, because Patrick Reed, I think he's not a really long hitter either. He's, no, he's decent not. with the irons, but really the thing with Patrick Reed, he's kind of very Spiethian, even though he's a little bit of a bigger guy is that he seems to make everything, Mm -hmm. Patrick Reed, especially in big tournaments. I mean, there have been discussions of this guy. It's like, how does he get up and down from there? And he always seems to do that. And you got to be a scrambler in a major championship. It's not just, even though the PGA, you get lower scoring than you get in a U.S. Open and whatnot, you got to be able to scramble and be able to save some tough pars and and be very tidy around the greens. The PGA Championship has really been a bit more geared towards the Bombers in recent history. We certainly saw that last year at Harding Park in San Francisco. We'll see if it caters more towards the short game this year with guys like Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth. Next up, we're going to take a look at the event on the European Tour. We go across the pond with Wes Reynolds, who's hit a few outrights on the other side of the world year this year on long shots we'll be right back it's v sin the sports betting network 
Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day, but let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the worst world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian. Premium cocktails on demand. Welcome back to Long Shots right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. It is time to take a look at the event on the European Tour. We go across the pond with Mr. Reynolds. Wes takes a look at the European Tour event this week, which is the British Masters in England. And Danny Willett, the former Masters champion, is your tournament host. And this tournament actually, Wes, begins on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. which will be about 11.30 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday evening for us here in the United States. Yeah, they want to get these guys a chance to have an extra day to come back uh, to play for the PGA. There are several guys in this field that are in the PGA championship field. So this will be a Saturday finish instead of a Sunday finish. You mentioned the British Masters now sponsored by Betfred, which is a UK-based bookmaker, uh, took that over a couple years ago. And Danny Willett is the host. Starting in 2015, they went with an English player to be the host of this event. Ian Poulter's hosted, Luke Donald, Lee Westwood, Justin Rose 
shows, Tommy Fleetwood, now Danny Willett, and they usually hosted a course that's kind of near either where they live or near their boyhood home. So this uh, course uh, here that they're playing the British Masters at the Belfry, about three hours from where Danny Willett grew up, and this is the Brabazon course at the Belfry that's playing host this week. This course actually has the distinction is it's hosted more Ryder Cups than any other venue, hosted the Ryder Cup four times. So they've held a lot of different European tour events over the years, but hosted one for the first time since 2008 last summer, and that was the ISPS Handa UK Championship, which was won by Rasmus Hoygaard, the uh, young Danish player. And that just seems like such an easy take, but I thought the price was actually very fair. Hoygaard won it in the playoff over Justin Walters last year. So now they're back at the Belfry. Hoygaard is very good in terms of stroke gain approach. I think he's fifth on the European tour right now. And I went with him at 23 to one. And that's kind of in the range where he is uh, right now. He was actually runner up at this event, the British Masters last year in the first start post lockdown. It was held at Close House course where Renato Peratore ended up winning the event. And then Hoygaard went sixth at the Hero Open, third at the English Championship, and then won it in the Belfry last year. So Really, the twin brother of Rasmus Hoygaard, Nikolai, has kind of been making some of the headlines. Three finishes, a 15th or better, a 7th and the 4th in the last four weeks. So maybe that's some encouragement. Rasmus actually was in the U.S. for the most part over the last month, month and a half. So now you get a drop back down in class, a little bit of a weaker field with some of the players already over here getting ready for the PGA, maybe even some playing the Nelson this week down in Dallas. So Hoygaard at 23-1, to Matthias Schwab, the Austrian, 27 to one three finishes of eighth or better in his last four starts top 10 on the tour and you're in greens and regulation top 15 in approach and also in T to green so Schwab is kind of one of those young guys because we've seen so many of these young guys on the tour win in recent years Hoygaard Sam Horsfield Garrett Higo, Garrett Higo who is actually not he playing 21 this week. or something like yeah that? Garrett Higo won twice in three weeks at the Canary Islands 12 to 1 last week by the way he won by six shots at the Canary Islands championship now number 51 in the world and he's actually in the PGA as is Hoygaard and some of these other guys so Schwab at 27 Hoygaard at 23 Callum Hill another guy I really like another young player that I think is due for a win here on the European tour 35 to 1 T9 in this uh, course last year at the Belfry, the UK championship, but he was fourth overall that week in terms of strokes gained approach, in terms of T to green. So Callum Hill, I think, could be one ready to go. Laurie Cantor, 45 to 1. I was on him the last week or so, and he made the cut. He didn't really feature at Canary Islands, but he had a six-week absence, so that might have been just knocking the rust off. He was T13 on this course last year, six off the tee, eighth tee to green. Think he can go well. Jamie Donaldson, 45-1, to one. no worse than 16th in his last four events. So he's kind of finding a, a career resurgence late in his career at 45. You and know, then you've kind of uh, you know highlighted him in- – and I've been paying attention. You're right. He has absolutely found a second wind, if you will. I remember years ago, this guy was kind of the new guy on the European He was the scene. Ryder Cup at Glen Eagles, played yeah. very well. And uh, all of a sudden, you and I have been watching the European tour here when we 
come in on the weekends, and Donaldson has had some really good finishes at 45 to one. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it a weaker field. I, I like that play a lot. And my long shot up there, I don't know if it's on the graphic. Marcus Armitage, 75 to one. Never really got going in the Canary Islands last week, but a T10 in Kenya, T4 in Austria in the previous two starts, T7 here on this course last year. And of course, my man Sam Horsfield, the Florida Gator. Uh, I kind of like Donaldson though because he does not have that pressure of having to play the PGA Championship next week. Maybe he's more focused this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that make it all? No, it makes sense? a ton of sense. Hopefully, hopefully you're right there, Brady. Sam Horsfield is expected to be in the PGA Championship field, so maybe Donaldson's our guy on the European Tour this week. We will talk about that PGA Championship coming up next on Major Implications. Welcome back to Long Shots. The next major on the calendar is the PGA Championship coming up next week in Kiowa Island, South Carolina, and it will be the Pete Dye-designed ocean course where the 1991 Ryder Cup was played as well as the 2012 PGA Championship. Now, ball striking, we talk about that a lot on the program. Of course, that is hitting greens and regulation along with precision iron play, being able to work the ball in both directions. It's an area of focus nearly every week and very Mm -hmm. important week to week on the tour, but many feel it will be particularly important at Kiowa for the PGA Championship and defending PGA Champion Colin Morikawa is arguably one of the best iron players, ball strikers in the entire world and he talked about the importance of ball striking at Kiowa and I believe we have a graphic of what he had to say there and Morikawa goes on to say I think it's definitely a ball strikers course you have to be able to control your ball you have to be able to flight different shots and work the ball from left to right right to left and that kind of suits me hitting a bunch of six five four irons into green some longer clubs is what he alludes to there you really can't get lazy on any of these shots You can't take anything for granted, and it'll bite you in the butt if you do that for sure. And he's kind of saying here that this kind of really kind of plays into his wheelhouse. And it just might, and and I can't really doubt him. It certainly did last year at Harding Park in San Francisco. Now, this is a little bit longer of a course, and Colin Marikawa, not the longest hitter off the tee in his own right, but man, and with the iron in his hand, maybe only Justin Thomas, I think, and that's what you see there. I believe they're the top two on the PGA Tour right now for strokes gain approach. They pretty much probably will be every year for the next several years because they are so good with the irons. I think they are the two best iron players in the world and the stats and the metrics and everything really bear that out. And you look at Marikawa, like I said, not a very long hitter, but so darn precise when he hit that that second shot on that par five that just got that right bounce where he really put it away at the PGA oh yeah last year I think it might have been hole number 16 I believe but that's when he pretty much put it to bed and you know he's not in bad form either he obviously is already won this year at the work day at the mm-hmm. concession and he finished t7 at the RBC Heritage respectable effort at the Masters t18 so he's not a guy that like puts a bunch of 
of finishes together where it's like, okay, top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10, like five weeks in a row. But he kind of strikes, you know, he'll find his spots, and maybe this is a place where he could. And you look in terms of the uh, strokes gain approach with Marikawa and Thomas being top two. Will Zalatoris obviously made a very nice acquittal of himself at the uh, Masters earlier this year, finishing runner-up. Very good ball striker. And I have a couple guys, and Zalatoris is one I'm thinking about adding to my card. But no surprise, we see strokes gain approach when we do this, Brady, every single week. That's always something we look at, oh, like yeah. literally every single week. It, I mean, some it's going to vary different things in terms of proximity or in terms of how much important off the tee might be or how much distance might be. Approach is like important every single week. Well, it, it's kind of the modern day version of greens and regulation. And, mm-hmm. and greens and regulation for years on tour was the predictor stat of who was going to win. Mm-hmm. You have to hit greens and regulation. And now they've kind of taken that stat to a new level. How well are you hitting those greens and regulation? How close to the hole are you putting it? How accurate are you with your irons? And certainly Colin Morikawa at the very top of that list, along with Justin Thomas. You look at these uh, top ball strikers on tour by the, by the stats here as far as uh, gaining strokes, strokes gained approach. And again, Morikawa and Thomas and Zalatoris there on the top of the list. I do have one guy on this list already in pocket to win the PGA, and that is Keegan Bradley. And you're seeing his number there. His current number is 100 to 1 to win the PGA. I got him a few weeks ago when he was 250 to 1, and his numbers really come crashing down as he's continued to have mm-hmm. good weeks, uh, consecutive weeks on the PGA Tour. And it's just kind of like with the putting, and we know that's what we always come back to with Bradley because that iron play is always going to be top-notch. But that putting is not always going to be top-notch as we've seen. But you know what? That's the thing. It just takes one good week. And, And that's what putting does because what I always say when I'm handicapping this is that the approach game and your iron play and even your off the tee to play to a lesser extent is usually going to stay true. Mm-hmm. You'll have maybe a bad week here or there, sure. but usually you kind of are what you are. Especially over the course of four days, mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, usually you are what you are when you look at that, but it's the putting that has the most variance. That's why it's the toughest thing to handicap because there'll be someday, I think it might have been, you know, it was, I think, at the Valspar where Bradley gained like six strokes putting yeah. in a round, which is like, well, you He's only going to go down from there because, you know, he is not that level of class of a putter. He's not a Spieth or a Patrick Reed or even a DeChambeau or somebody like that on the greens. But I think at that number and now seeing that it's drafted down, you've got a lot of equity there. And currently eighth on tour and approach gaining uh, about 0.8 strokes per round. Those are going to add up if he can just be okay on the greens. He's won a PGA before and he's down on the board. So there's not as much pressure here. And he's been playing pretty solid golf of late. He actually, I think, played uh, very well last week in Charlotte off that near miss that he had at the Valspar. So you would have thought, okay, total fade. And then he played very solid last week. Yeah, he's also a really good driver of the golf ball. Hits his irons well and drives it well. We'll see if the short game comes around next week at Kiowa Island. Let's go over some of the plays that we have for the Long Shots crew in pocket for the PGA Championship. Matt Humans is on Joaquin Neiman at 67-1, to and he just added Adam Scott. He often bets Adam Scott in major and championships. And I have, too, uh, over the years. And he's a guy that's really focusing on those major championships 
championships because he's playing a lot less, taking more weeks off now in his 40s. He basically said, hey, I'm going to concentrate on about the 10 to 12 big events a year, which would be the majors, WGC players, and then a few of those usual tournaments that he plays like Riviera where he's had a lot of success. So, you know, Adam Scott, I, I, I've been betting him a lot and not getting rewarded over the past couple of years, but he's a guy that could surely go off here as long as he's healthy. Now, you and I are both on Victor Hovland in the neighborhood of 35 to 1 to win the PGA Championship. Certainly one of the hottest players in the world the last few weeks. And uh, I really like the way he adds up with everything here at Kiowa. And you look at a couple of his victories, his only two victories on the PGA Tour, they have both come on that past Palum putting surface. Mm-hmm. And that is what we are going to get at Kiowa. It's this putting surface we don't see all that often. Usually it's bent, Bermuda, Poana out on the West Coast. But we've got Paspalum here at Kiowa. And, of course, that has been very kind to Victor Hovland And like a, a lot of young players, the putter is really the weak club in Victor Hovland's bag. So I think getting on this surface is going to be very good, even though Victor Hovland did putt well on the, uh, the uh, Bermuda there in Charlotte last week at Quail Hollow. Back-to-back third-place finishes for Victor Hovland. I think he is absolutely peaking at the right time. We hope so, absolutely. We'll get to our plays for the Byron Nelson coming up in the next segment called Match Play. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the 
world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you previewing the Byron Nelson. And it's time to go to the match play segment where we put out all of our plays for the week up. And we start with our colleague Matt Humans. And Matt's going with a few Texas residents on his card this week. Uh, as far as the outright market, he's got Scotty Scheffler there at 22 to 1. That would be the first PGA Tour victory if Scheffler was to go on and capture this one this week. Uh, Will Zalatoris also on the card for Matt at 22 to 1. It was interesting. We've seen this week Zalatoris and Scheffler have been playing this course together since they were teenagers mm -hmm. in the neighborhood of 10, 12, 13 years old. These guys have been playing TPC Craig Ranch. Mark Leishman, who's had a lot of success here in the state of Texas, he is at 35 to 1. Of course, just won a couple of weeks ago in the team event in New Orleans with Cameron Smith. And then Ryan Palmer, another Texas guy, Matt's longest shot at 45 to 1. And then finally, a Matt. Matchup, a head-to-head -head matchup for the full tournament with Scotty Scheffler at minus 105 over Matthew Fitzpatrick. And you mentioned Zalatoris and Scheffler. They will be in the group together for yeah. the first two days with Jordan Spieth, the all-Dallas team, basically. Zalatoris lives just outside of Dallas and Plano, and Spieth and uh, Scheffler also live in that area. So a lot of PGA Tour players live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's one of the most fertile grounds for PGA Tour players, basically, out there Orlando is certainly up there in the mix as well. Las Vegas. All started with a guy named right. Byron Nelson. Exactly. Who <laughs> won this event. And that's what it's named after. It was the Texas Victory Open. 1944. Byron Nelson won the first event. Retired. Then was the host from 1968 until his passing, I believe, in 2006. So that's who it started with. So a lot of Dallas-Fort Worth players. And I am on one of those players, actually, this week. And one thing to keep in mind about Will Zalatoris, too. Let's not con confuse his... Uh, lineage, if you will. He grew up in San Francisco. Yes. Now lives in Dallas. Went to Wake Forest University. So maybe not quite. So not quite the homegrown guy like Scotty Scheffler sure. is. Or Spieth. And even Scheffler's from New Jersey, but played at Texas. Jordan Spieth, obviously, being from Texas. So, uh, uh, Logical card there for Matt. A lot of people uh, that we respect also like Mark Leishman this week. And last time he played, he won down there in New Orleans with Cameron Smith. So there's something to be said for good form. What about your card, Mr. Reynolds? Who are you going with this week? Okay, I will go ahead and start because I kind of got a couple shorter guys and then I went longer and middle guys really in terms of the rest of the board. So uh, I'll go ahead and piggyback. I'll start with Zalatoris first at 22 to 1. I also played that with Matt. Missed the cut last week. First time in 14 events he had missed the cut at Quail Hollow. But I don't think this is a jump off point. I wish I would have got him 28. Some of these prices, especially on the lower end, by the way, did get depressed with Dustin Johnson yes. withdrawing on Monday. So if you got in early, very good on you. Usually Monday afternoon is when I do it, and he had already announced. So Zalatoris, 22 to 1. 
Lost strokes off the tee in his last two starts, but gained in the 13 of the 14 prior starts. And he's fourth in this week's field and approach for the last 24 rounds. Approach, I do think, is going to be important now that we have heard and we heard from Colt Canost earlier in terms of the rain that it received. They got two inches of yeah. rain, really, in the last 24 to 36 hours. So you're going to see some darts at these greens with very soft courses. So Zalatoris. Daniel Berger, 17-1, was kind of somebody that really fit in terms of my numbers because I looked at not only approach but also off the tee. Other than John Rahm, who is the tournament favorite this week, only Daniel Berger is in the top 10 in this field in both off the tee and approach over the last 24 rounds. Berger also is a very good player the week before a major. Go back to 2016, played 12 times a week before a major. In those starts, six times in the top 10, gained a total of 85.9 strokes in those events. Last time uh, he did win last summer, actually, in the Metroplex and the other part of the Metroplex, Fort Worth, at the Colonial in that first start off the restart. So uh, Daniel Berger. And then let's go to the 70s and the 80s really quickly. Charles Schwartzel, 70-1. to like a lot of South African players, he likes the bent grass greens, I think, better than the Bermuda greens, even though he was very good last week. Kind of gaining momentum. Had that wrist injury in 2019, but he made the cut at the Masters. Finished runner-up in New Orleans with his mate, Louis Oosthuizen. Yep. And then 21st at the Valspar, 14th at the Wells Fargo. Was fourth on approach last week, third in tee to green. 70-1 to one I thought was fair. Another 70-1, to one, and he's probably been cut since then. Matt Kuchar, third at the match play, 12th at the Valero, 18th at the Heritage. Did miss the cut at the Masters, but in better form of weight. And a guy like Daniel Berger also when he plays the week before the major, I think he's had 12 starts doing that because some guys like to take the week off. Some guys like to play the week before, like Tiger always took the week off. Phil would always like to play. Kuchar's a guy that likes to play the week before a major. 12 times he's done it since 2016, top 10, five of those times. So I think Kuchar was a square price at 70. Thomas Peters, 80 to 1. Could be rust here because he's only played once over the last six weeks, but he's got five straight finishes of 15 or better dating all the way back to January. Just hadn't played a ton this year. And was well, if eight. what Colt Nost has to say is true about the Bombers really enjoying this course, that would fit Thomas. He's a, he's certainly a big hitter if you've watched him over the years. So 80 to one, Doug Gim also 80 to one, third in the field this week for approach over the last 24 rounds. Been in contention a couple times this year, but has had a couple really disastrous Sunday rounds at the Arnold Palmer. Yes. He had a big number. Well, the, the players at the players when he was paired with Justin Thomas, yeah. who won that event, that really set him back. But like I mentioned played in this Corn Ferry Q School here at Craig Ranch in 2018 and finished fourth. So Doug Gim. Then we're going to go with a couple triple-digit guys. One guy that's kind of found something lately is Brant Snedeker, yes, very yeah, quietly. Sixth at the Valero, top 11 in three of his last four starts, fourth with Keith Mitchell in New Orleans. He's a guy much better with the iron play than he is off the tee, not a really long hitter, but – if he's hitting him good, he can surely putt. He's always been a really above-average putter. So, Brant Snedeker. And then one bomber I went with. I went with Johnny Vegas at 125-1. to one. He was number one in the field last week for strokes gained off the tee. And third in this week's field over the last 24 rounds. So, the short game is not very good for Johnny Vegas if you look at those numbers in terms of scrambling, in terms of strokes gained putting. But if this is kind of turning into a bomber track, what some people think it's going to be, I think 
think he's going to like this setup. Yeah, I always like Johnny Vegas when it is, uh, you know, a course that caters to how you play off the tee. Certainly one of the best in that. Uh, and this is not the strongest of all fields in the world, but I think it may be a little top heavy for him. I, I like him in some of those alternate field mm-hmm. events, you mm-hmm. know, when he does. And that's where he's played better because I was looking at his numbers because he was kind of the last guy I filled out the card with. And I was looking, it's like, He's really good in like Puerto Rico yeah. or he's really Cancun. good in uh, Dominican Republic. And yep. of course did win those two RBCs in Glen Abbey. Yes. Uh, so he's, a, he's he kind can't of keep a, it in the continental. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he hasn't gone well. He's actually a university of Texas longhorn, but That's right. has never really that. been great here in Texas. Maybe this is his week, but I thought at 125 it was worth a stab. All right. We'll take a look at mine now. And I have to preface this by saying I dumbed it down pretty good this week. Uh, we have never seen this course on the PGA Tour before. Uh, you kind of have to dive in and do some research. And Wes alluded to with the Corn Ferry Tour, the Q School, uh, back when it was the Web.com and the Nationwide Tour. That's where Colt Nost played it in 2008 and then also in 2012. Uh, I think what I was able to find is, and Colt uh, you know, kind of backs this up, I think you're going to have a birdie fest. Mm-hmm. And I went with the favorites. I, You know, the way I put my numbers out there, uh, I, I went with absolutely strokes gained off the tee, stroke gained approach, and who makes birdies. And who better than John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau? They were on all of those because I used those categories, off the tee, approach, and also birdies gain. Those guys were all in the top 10, basically, in those categories. Yeah, so again, I I didn't get too invested in this tournament. I'm kind of saving my bullets for next week with the PGA Championship. But I had to dive in and and drink the Kool-Aid on the favorites this week because I just think, you know, the field is not outstanding. And with Dustin Johnson now gone, that makes it even a little bit weaker. I do think the Texas guys are going to play very well and have a little bit of an advantage over the rest of the field this week. But, you know, DeChambeau even told Colt that, he can tear this place apart, and and I think he can. With the wide-open fairways, I think DeChambeau and Ram, uh, Ram can really tear this apart. Now, Scotty Scheffler, you know, getting the news that he's played this place all of his life, I, I really like that. He's excellent off the tee. Uh, obviously, he's very familiar with this golf course, may know it better than anybody else in the field, so I went with him. And then Matthew Fitzpatrick, you know, he's another guy that's at a shorter price and, and towards the top of the board there, but I couldn't ignore his his form. He has just mm-hmm. been playing so well as of late and uh, just came off of another top five finish at the RBC Heritage. So we'll see if he fires this week. And then my one long shot was Doug Gim, and I was able to find a, an incredible price on him at 110 to one. couple of matchups took Kuchar over Keith Mitchell. You and I line yes. up on that one, Wes. Uh, I, I was kind of fading Mitchell. Uh, not only on Kuchar with his recent form, and you touched on that with one of your outright descriptions, but also a little bit of a fade of Mitchell, who I, I think may have played a little bit above his head last week at Quail Hollow, could be set to come back down to earth a little bit, and then went with Ryan Palmer over Mark Leishman. Uh, I, I think Palmer, we haven't seen him on the scene a whole lot as of late. I think he could fire pretty well here this week. And and I don't disagree with that, because when you're an older player, and Ryan Palmer is now approaching his 
his mid-40s. Winning your home event is a lot more important to you because you're not like Scheffler or some of these guys where it's like, well, they're going to have 20 more chances maybe to win this thing. Ryan Balmer doesn't have as many. So uh, I actually almost played that matchup myself. A lot of people I respect do like Leishman, but Ryan Palmer's played some very good golf this season. He, you know, and he's been through that home game thing. Uh, of course, he's a member at Colonial Country Club. So all the tournaments in Texas, Ryan Palmer throughout his career has had that home game game effect and Mm -hmm. had to deal with all that pressure. So I think at probably this stage in his career, he's a lot more comfortable with that situation. Yeah, no question about it. So he should be uh, firing and ready to go. Uh, Had been close a couple times this year. Maybe this is the breakthrough. So again, recommendation, maybe keep it simple this week, guys. Uh, It's a course we're not uh, completely familiar with. I certainly dumbed down the investment. That's why a lot of my longer prices are very small units. I basically kind of went on volume, but in terms of the, you know, the triple digit guys, I'm obviously playing those much less than I am the shorter guys. Next week, we've got a couple of beauties. We double up on the guests for the major championships it'll be jeff davis of circa sports and dave tyndall from the uk as we get ready to prepare for the pga championship right here on long shots the following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com i won Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.